This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Now we got to talk to someone who has investigated the lines and the spreads and the totals on the betting board, and he's going to give us his take. Time to bring in one of our BetQL experts. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him. Turns back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. Let's bring him in. He is the host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. Find him on Twitter at PJGlasser9. PJ, good morning to you. I wanted to ask you something about this Jordan art, but I'm like, you can't ask PJ if he would steal something, Jenkins. Don't do that. So, <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this instead before we get into, into specific plays, because Chelsea asked me this question, I think, yesterday, and I thought it was a pretty interesting one, which is, how much, when it comes to sample size and looking at games, how much do you take from what you've seen in the playoffs, obviously a much smaller sample size, versus what we saw during the regular season? And how do you put those two together to come up with how you handicap a particular matchup? Yeah, I think that's the struggle. I mean, I, I had difficulty with that handicap in the Niners and Packers game last week. You know, I thought there was so much recency bias from the Packers-Cowboys game. I thought we were overreacting a little bit too much to Green Bay's performance. I thought that was more so just about Dallas and Dallas in the playoffs every single year. Guys, crazy stat. There are only two NFC teams this century since 2000 that have not made the NFC championship game now that Detroit is in it. Those two teams would be the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys. That's it. Those two teams. So Ooh. Dallas, as we know, every year they get in the playoffs and they just fall short. Um, so, you know, it's tough handicapping the recency bias, what you see in the playoffs, because as we know, playoff football is a different animal than it is to the regular season. But certainly there are teams year after year, like the Chiefs, that you can just trust. And this is Patrick Mahomes' sixth straight AFC championship game. And you know, again, it's it's a struggle for the two games this week, right? San Francisco has been so dominant against the NFC all year. Before that Packers game, they had played 10 games against the NFC when they were fully healthy on offense, and they weren't fully healthy in that game against Green Bay because, as we know, Debo got hurt in the second quarter. But they had won nine of those 10 games by double digits. Now they barely escaped Green Bay. Detroit's been playing great on offense and you're getting the key number of seven. And it's like, well, San Francisco could easily win this game by two touchdowns, but if the Niners play like they did against the Packers, they're going to lose. So that's tough. And then obviously the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Ravens are the best team in football, but you're getting three and a half with Patrick Mahomes and maybe the offense has found something the last two weeks against Miami or Buffalo. So 
do you take the Chiefs because it's the Chiefs and it's Patrick Mahomes and you're getting him as an underdog in the postseason? Or do you take the Ravens because they're the best team in football and they've been beating everybody, especially good teams, by double digits? So it's it's a tough yeah. week, guys. Definitely is. Yeah, the stats for Patrick Mahomes as an underdog are wild. I think he's like 9-1-1 one, and one against the number as an underdog in his career, something crazy like that. So I will not be picking a side in the Chiefs and the Ravens game. I am more interested in looking at Lamar Jackson and possibly his rushing prop. PJ, we know you are a Ravens fan. We know you like Lamar Jackson. It is in your intro. So my angle has been Lamar Jackson <laughs> over his rushing prop because in the postseason – He's the ultimate cheat code. And of course, he doesn't have to play as conservatively uh, as he does in the regular season. Do you think we continue to see these big rushing outputs from Lamar Jackson? Or do we see um, him revert back to what we've seen during the regular season, which is more leaning towards the passing game? It's going to be interesting to see what they do, Chelsea, because I think the reason they're in the AFC championship now is because of the evolution of the passing game. But at the same time, you got to lean on your best player. And Lamar's at his best when he's running the ball and he's also obviously throwing it at a high level. Took over the game against Houston in the second half. But, you know, what's interesting about this matchup is even though the Chiefs are an AFC team, they haven't seen Lamar in about two years. They didn't play him last year. And, you know, now here we are in the AFC title game and they're finally getting to see him for the first time. So even though they have seen him in the past, it has been a little bit. And, you know, again, Lamar's 20 and one when he goes up against the NFC. So teams that don't see him a lot struggle against them, even though the Chiefs are an AFC team, they haven't seen him in a while. So I think the Ravens are going to use that to their uh, to their advantage. You know, his rushing yard prop is at 63 and a half. But you look at what Josh Ooh. Allen was able to do running the ball and obviously James Cook. I think the Ravens will look to do that as well. I think the rushing attempts for Lamar at 10 and a half is probably the way that I would go because again, he's their best player. They're going to, if they are going to go down, they're going to go down with, with the ball in his hands and with the ball uh, in their best player. So 10 and a half rushing attempts, I think I like more so than the rushing yards, but Chelsea, I do agree. I think uh, I think Lamar on the ground is definitely going to be a factor in this game. We're talking with PJ Glasser, who is the co-host of Sunday's Bets every Sunday from 12 to 4 in the East, also host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. PJ, when you look at this, at this Ravens team, I, I think the Ravens could win the Super Bowl. That's just my personal opinion. But which team remaining is the most well-rounded top to bottom? team is it the Niners is it the Ravens or is it one of the dogs this weekend it's the Ravens Jenks and I'll tell you why yeah. guys this Ravens team could be like historically good and I don't think people realize it because they've lost four games but think about this they they're gonna have the MVP at quarterback this year their defense became the first defense in NFL history to either be first or tied for first in all the main three defensive categories. They won the triple crown. They were first in takeaways, sacks, and points per game allowed. And then they have Justin Tucker as their kicker, right? So you want to talk offense, defense, special teams. You got the MVP at quarterback. You got the best defense in the NFL. You got the greatest kicker of all time. So to me, it's it's the Ravens. I mean, they're the most well-rounded team. And then obviously we saw them go up against San Francisco and what they were able to do in that game. So you guys know me. I'm not afraid to bet against the Ravens if I think it's a good spot, if I think there's value there, if I think there's an opportunity. 
And I think a lot of people are going to take the Chiefs just as a straight numbers play. I know for me, you know, with that matchup last week against the Bills, as soon as I saw we were getting Mahomes with the plus three, that was an auto play for me. But I think so many people are afraid to bet against Mahomes, and so many people are going to like that three and a half. They're going to take Kansas City. But I like the Ravens this week, guys. I really do. I just think they're the best team. I think Lamar is on such a mission right now. He's playing so well. Their defense is playing so good, too. And another factor in this game, I think the Ravens have the best defensive coordinator in the NFL in Mike McDonald, what he's been able to do to high-powered offenses this season. Think about what they've done to the Texans, what they did to the Lions, what they did to Seattle, Miami, San Francisco, all these good offenses – And Mahomes and Andy Reid have never faced Mike McDonald yet. So I think that's actually an advantage for the Ravens because of how unique he is and all the different blitzes he throws at you. I can't wait to watch that chess match, but uh, I think the Ravens are the most well-rounded team. I think they proved that again this weekend, and I I like them to win the game. I would like them more so at the minus three, but uh, I I still even so would like them at the three and a half as well. Okay, so here's my thought process. If you like the Ravens to win this week, maybe you take them in the futures market. They are 2-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. If they're facing off with the Niners, I would imagine that that game's going to be close to a pick So, you know, you have some hedging opportunities. And also, if it is the Ravens and the Niners squaring off, that is the game where Brock Purdy had four interceptions. So, PJ, riddle me this. Do you play the Ravens <laughs> this week? in the game or do you play them in the futures market to win the super bowl chelsea i I can see where your where your head's at and i I mean i I certainly like the value right because they're minus money this week and to your point you know they could be minus 110 if they go up against san francisco if they go up against detroit we certainly know they're going to be the favorite they're Mm -hmm. probably going to be four four and a half point favorites there so yeah absolutely if you like the ravens i would take them at the plus money I would say even if you like the Chiefs, I would take them at plus money as well, you know, because there's some great value there. They play San Francisco. They're probably going to be three, three and a half point dogs in that game. So, yeah, if whoever you like to win in this game, you know, I wouldn't bet the money line on the game. I would bet it in the futures market, but the Ravens especially. I do think San Francisco is a good matchup for them. You know, it's, they've obviously played both teams this season. They played the Niners, they played the Lions, and both games weren't close. So I think if they matched up again, you know, the revenge angle would be a big talk. But I think the Ravens would beat both of those teams again. I think the winner of Chiefs-Ravens, guys, wins the Super Bowl. I think this is the kind of the de facto Super Bowl. I think whoever wins this hoists the Lombardi. So, yeah, Chelsea, I like that. If you like Baltimore, just take them at the plus money and win the, uh, win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I sort of feel the same way, PJ. We were talking about that in our last segment. we got a couple minutes here left, and I wanted to ask you quickly about the NFC and Lions Niners. Is there a play there that you like, whether it's the total side, whatever? I, I, I feel like the Lions are a touch overvalued here, but I want to hear what you think. Jenks, I can't bet the game until I know what the status of Debo is. Like, I know it's mm-hmm. kind of a cop-out, but, like, he's just that important to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no rush, right? Like, wait until kickoff. We're going to be notified two hours before if he's in the game. It's crazy, a team with that many weapons, that the wide receiver is the one that is that important. But he just, I mean, it's night and day how, how different they are when he's out there. So, especially if we're going to lay seven in a game like that, because – I kind of do lean towards San Francisco, but I can't bet it until I know that Debo is out there. So uh, that's the way I, I lean on the game. I think it's a good game for props, though. You know, I'm looking like it's Sam Laporta. 
I'm looking at Jamison Williams because the Niners tend to struggle with receivers who have speed. Um, and then, you know, I think it's going to be another great McCaffrey game. He had two touchdowns against the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have another good game against uh, against the Lions. It's obviously a high total at 51. So I think it's a good game for props. But, yeah, Jenks, as for the side, I'm with you. I think the, the value's probably with San Francisco, but I couldn't lay seven with them if, if Debo doesn't play. So that's a wait and see for me. He is PJ Glasser, host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. If you've not checked out that show, man, it's just a great middle-of-the-day way to get some stats and information in. Check that out. PJ, thanks for the information. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.